Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 144. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Cody, not Richie, and we have Jake Thompson on today. He's a, I don't know what, you're a Pennsylvania guy, I think? Yep. You're yep. A, a Western Pennsylvania guy who frequents Good Evening Ranch. We met him last year at Good Evening Ranch. I think he was in one episode already with a couple of the other guys who were on that initial trip. Was I, uh, was I on for that episode? Because I feel like I don't remember a couple. I people. wasn't on that one. I remember uh, okay. that. Uh, huh. which, uh, I forget why. There was a reason. There's always a reason. Always an excuse. Um, <laughs> he was back at Good Evening for our Web Wheelers ball thing. Um, it was good to see everybody from the original uh, group that went out with us for our first experience there. Uh, he's got a pretty sick samurai buggy thing. I thought you talked about trading it or changing it or doing something to it. It looked a little different from the last time I remember it, at least I think. Um, and I don't know, somebody else help me with the, any final details I'm missing here on our intro? Yeah, I mean, he's a cool dude. Definitely uh, got some interesting shit up his sleeve. And he was on that episode where it was... Cody had COVID, if I remember right, and you were also under the weather. I think that was that episode. Ah, uh, okay. But anyways... Too much kissing, Graham. We're giving each other COVID, man. You gotta <laughs> relax. No more kisses. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, I just have to start off. I have never, ever wanted a samurai. Ever. But then after this weekend, or not this weekend, this past weekend at West Virginia, dude, I saw like four or five just absolutely sick samurai buggies, and now I kind of want to build one. And I just want to say thank you, because now it's like another venture for me to kind of look down and see if it's something even viable. Um, but well, I mean, it's I guess, definitely sorry. worth it. Yeah, what, so I mean, fuck it, let's just hop right into it. What, uh, what's done to yours? What you got going on with it? What's next? What's, what's your plans? Well, Graham is correct that I was planning to trade it, and I did end up doing that. And then I got it back, let's see, four weeks before this last trip. <laughs> so you oh, and Anthony are one of the same with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, last year when I had it, it had stock 1.3 still uh, running pretty rough. Suspension was pretty beat. Gearing was pretty bad, and I was just tired of it. So mm -hmm. I ended up trading it off, built something else, wasn't happy with that, and then posted it up for sale, and then it made its way back to me. I traded back what I had traded for it. Um, but that guy had put a brand-new 1.3 in it. Uh, it's still carbureted. Um, he painted it, which red isn't my choice, but it is what it is. And then uh, right before this trip, I swapped a set of 488 third members in it and then did a little stuff to the suspension and some new wheels and tires, and that's pretty much it. So it's stock 1.3 with a Toyota 3K carb from Certified Machine, 5-speed, 6.5 gears in a transfer case, 3-link uh, front, 4-link rear, 488s on 37s and Dirty Life beadlocks. Hell yeah. Sounds like a solid-ass setup. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy with it. This is the first time I had it out since I got it back, and it kind of blew me away compared to what I remembered. So I'm happy to see where it's going to go, and I'm hoping it stays around for a while. Now, those are Toyota axles under it, right? Yeah, they're just regular 8-inch Toyota mini truck axles. So did you nab thirds that were already 488, or did you gear them? So that was part of the deal with me getting it back, is the guy that owned it when i didn't have it uh he had acquired a good set of 488 third members so they came back to me with it and uh i ended up just going through them the front one was open so i put a spartan in that and then the rear one was welded but it was kind of crappy so i re-welded it added some plates to it and then slapped them in so luckily everything was good on them i changed pinion seals and that was it hell yeah yep so now, we kind of covered the rig a little bit. I want to talk about that more, but, like, how did you end up, you know, at the Web Wheelers Ball, if you will? Like, what got you into wheeling? What kind of stuff threw you in that direction? Because I know it's totally different than the normal scene. Uh, I guess what got me into wheeling is kind of like a loaded question. There's a lot behind it, but... uh. So I guess we'll just go way back, but my first truck that I had was a 92 Ranger, two, three, five speed, long bed, four wheel drive, single cab. And Ford uh, fucking Ranger. Oh yeah, dude. I was full on Ranger boy back then. <laughs> um, and like none of my other friends really had four by fours of any kind. So I just kind of, it was given to me by my grandfather. My mom actually bought it new. And uh, so, like, I learned a lot working on that because it was kind of like the here's a vehicle, learn how to fix it, and then you can drive type deal, you know? Yep. And so that was pretty cool, but that's pretty typical. But then my buddy Jared ended up getting an XJ from like my neighbor up the road. And uh, back in those days, that was like the pirate 4x4 heyday, because we're talking like 2012. I mean, that wasn't the heyday, but it was still big, you know. Um, And that's pretty much what we spent all our time doing was reading and learning. And then we had some local trails by us, and uh, we used to go hit them up pretty often. Not too many breaks, because we were kind of scared, because they were our dailies at the time. But... Yeah, it kind of snowballed from there. I was into Jeeps for a while, too. Built a couple, and then ended up just wanting something different and picked up the Samurai. So, so how, how long have you had the Samurai? Including so, the it was missed so before, I got it February of last year. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I haven't had it that long. It was already somewhat built when I got it. It was already linked, which was rad. Um, it had the same, like, it's on 2.5 coilover springs Mm -hmm. because it weighs nothing. Um, so those were already on there, but it needed a complete rewire because there was a bunch of melted. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Melted garbage underneath the dash and in the engine bay. So we kind of went through it last winter and then, uh, wheeled it a few times last year, but then it ended up sitting all winter this past winter because i was building other stuff and then uh 
Yeah, I definitely regret trading it off because I think it would be way farther along, but I'm happy it's back. It definitely was putting in work. Um, now, I know that we had talked about you were in the process of a buggy before that thing. Yeah, so after the whole Ranger ordeal, I ended up getting a Cherokee, and I was a Cherokee guy for a long time. And I built it super heavy. I was probably 18, 19, 20, when I was really starting to build it and starting to do a ton of fabrication work on it. And I built it crazy heavy because at the time I didn't know what I was doing. The floors were rotted out and I ended up replacing the floors with eighth inch plate. <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah, dude. Like, like a full sheet of eighth inch plate went inside that thing. And mm -hmm. like, it was done pretty well. I'm, I was proud of it, but dude, the thing was so heavy. It, it would was, give my rig a run for its money. Oh, for sure. On Dana 30s still. It was a 30 That's and an 8.8 8 for a long time. And I was twisting Yukon promo shafts, and I was just over it. And so I bought a set of... I bought a Kingpin 60 and a metric year 14 bolt. And I was going to put them in that. And I was like, you know what? This thing's going to end up being 7,000 pounds at least. Hi. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> we've got two rigs that are damn near 6,000 pounds in this chat right and at the time I didn't have a tow rig that was going to be able to pull that really nicely and I ended up just buying I bought a YJ that it was a total basket case the body was gone but it already had an LM4 LS in it the all aluminum one it yep. had a reverse manual valve body 700R4 and it had a super clean frame. And so I ended up selling the Cherokee, buying that, and then that snowballed to where it was the LM4, the 700R4. I ended up buying a four-speed Atlas for it. I did uh, Fox 16-inch coilovers front and rear. I had Nitto 40s with some Battleborn beadlocks. And I was just really taking my time and trying to make it as nice as possible and uh, I kind of burnt myself out on it and got to the point where I hadn't touched it in almost a year. And at that point, that was when the prices like during COVID started going crazy. And I ended up just parting the thing out and actually making money on it, which really worked out. So then was able to go buy the Samurai and pay off some other stuff. And like, I guess that must have been a total 180 from where you thought you were going into the samurai being what it is. Cause that thing weighs what? 3000 pounds. Yeah. Like trail weight is 3000 pounds. Jeez. Yeah. It's <laughs> so light. I yeah. have that in rolling weight almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to think though, like those Toyota axles are pretty light, but then the 37s are a quarter of the weight of it almost with the beadlocks. Yep. You know, I think that's why they stick as well as they do, because if you put big tires on them, you kind of like all of your weight ends up down low. They're not like, oh, there isn't a lot to cage either. So you could put a stout cage on it and call right. it good. Yeah, Is yours caged? Really like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just wasn't sure if that was like a modified factory cage no, or an aftermarket. It's got a full cage in it. It was already in there when I got it, and I ended up adding a bunch of tubes to it just to 
stiffen it up a little bit. Hell yeah. yeah add your own little tube flare to it. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. It had no protection like over the driver area. There was just a tube going from like the middle of the windshield frame back like between the passengers. Oh, so I had cross tubes in there, a couple gussets down to where it goes through the floor just to make sure it was going to stay the same shape. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that like irks me more than when you see a cage that's just squares on the on the on the roof or something. It's like what? I mean, I know it's probably fine, like realistically. Yeah, but it just had okay. no like it I mean, it doesn't have a roof. It's just a like a yeah. canvas top and it had no protection. Yeah. Like if it did go all the way over, something could definitely come through there and hurt somebody. So yep. I was yep. not about that. So with it being linked already too, that definitely probably or not definitely probably, that's kind of a weird way to say that, but it <laughs> made it definitely. a lot it made it a lot easier to get into wheeling it the way that you were, right? Because, like, the first memory I have of meeting you was we went out on Cripple Creek and you rolled the thing. Oh, yeah. And, like, six <laughs> of us just went and picked it up. Oh, yeah. put it back up on its wheels and away you went. <laughs> yep. And that's why it's so rad, because you can just pick it up and move it. Like, I can put it around my shop by hand. So, sorry, go ahead, Cody. No, I just, I'm just trying to mentally, like, picture just that being that light. Like, it just, I don't know. My brain, my brain is broken. (laughs) It's 1,500 pounds lighter than your Cherokee, Cody. That's fucking ridiculous. My shit's light as hell. Yeah, yours is the lightest one here. Oh, easily. Uh, (laughs) Easily. Well, Jake might take that honor today. Um. Just a little bit, you know. But <laughs> so let's see. You normally, or I only know you wheeling Good Evening Ranch, but where else do you guys have to wheel out there? Because I know Roush is further than Good Evening. Yeah, Roush and AOAA are, uh, they're about four and a half. I've never done it in under five and a half. Um, it's just, there's no di- good direct route. Um, there's a, couple places by us there's a a place that we use as like a test and tune deal it's called Southington off-road park it's in ohio about an hour away um they're only open one saturday like the first saturday of every month for any type of rock crawlers to go in um and then there's another place out by altoona i don't know if you guys know where that is just from your travel so there's a place in altoona it's called doe valley um it used to be an awesome little park that you could pretty much go whenever you cho- chose to, but now it's uh, more private under different ownership. So you kind of have to know somebody to be able to get in. And um, luckily Damien with the other samurai that wheels with us, him and his family, they have a camp up there so we can kind of let them know when we want to come up. And that's about, it's about three, three and a half hours, depending on which way you go. That's, not terrible. Yeah, and then uh, there's another place, Wellsville. It's about 45 minutes. I'm sure people have told you about Wellsville before. It's its own whole deal. It's a shit oh, yeah. show. <laughs> yep, we've heard all about Wellsville. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blast, but it's all, it's one of those places that you have to know people and you got to go with a decent group, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, there's not 
not a lot super local that's good. Like I said, that Southington place, it's fun for a Saturday. Um, it's super dry and sandy there, so a lot of people don't like it just because you get so much sand in your rig and in your axles and everything. But there's a ton of traction there, so it is a really good place to do a test and tune um, if you set up new suspension or whatever you want to do. But it's it's really just a day trip type place. Hell that yeah. makes sense. Which is funny because you can camp there. Um, yeah, yeah, I just said I don't know if I'd want to, but well, so we used to when we were all when me and my buddy Jared and Craig, who you guys know, um, we used to all have jeeps on thirty threes and thirty fives, and we would drive out there and make a weekend out of it. And we thought that place was awesome, but now it's just funny that we're all getting into bigger stuff. It's just kind of boring. You know, so it makes sense when you go to like a purpose built place, you know, where they cut trails specifically for rock crawling and different things like that. You really start to see where it's just like, damn, ain't worth going to this place. Ain't worth going to this place. Like, right. Cool. Yeah. We only go like maybe once a year now. And it's usually being beginning of every wheeling season just to make sure everything's good and then go from there. Yeah. Make sure your fuel pump's going to stay intact and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make sure it actually runs. Yeah, um, it helps. Sometimes. So, how did you end up in with Anthony and them? Because, like, that's so an interesting Anthony, group. So, Anthony lives 15 minutes down the road from me. I'm sorry. Anthony Just kidding, lives, I love you, Anthony. Little and, Jay, and Jay lives 15 minutes down the road as well. So, like, we're all kind of in the same area. Makes sense. Makes it a little bit easier, too, because you can go and work on everyone's stuff. Yeah, or if someone has tools or parts, it's nice to have a decent amount of guys close that have stuff. Usually I'm the person people are coming to, but that's fine. Yeah, that that does appear to be uh, on track. Uh, You bailed me out both times I've been at Good Evening Ranch at this point. Hey, I'm just here to help, you know? Dude, that was the stupidest fucking break ever. <laughs> yeah. Is this your drive shaft? Uh, both times, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a skill issue. You broke it twice? No, I'm talking about he helped me with the... Um, like, we... He, he, yeah. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he helped out with the diagnostics on the Cherokee when we were at good evening ranch the first time and like he kind of was doing i think it was an axle shaft in the sammy while i was doing the water or not water pump the uh, thermostat housing because i broke the thermostat housing Mm -hmm. uh at good evening ranch the first time and then he just magically appeared with tools at (laughs) uh good evening ranch this time so you know no complaints there fucking absolutely on par Man, and I was in your Jeep when the drive shaft broke, and I don't even remember it because when I was in there, we were pretty vertical at one point, and my beer was between my legs, and we got so vertical that it was spilling onto my chest. <laughs> and I was trying to clean myself up from that, and you were just like, Oh, that's the drive shaft. I think that was Logan that yelled, Oh, that was the drive yeah, shaft. Because I was getting like, there's a point where. That sounds about right. Logan was the voice of reason the whole weekend, I feel like, for your rig at least. <laughs> yes, but he's also a very bad little devil on the shoulder at the same oh, time. Yeah. He's like perfectly balanced. 
Props to him, though, for staying and hanging out and pull, starting to pull the old shaft while we grabbed the other stuff. That was cool. Oh, yeah. Logan's a stand-up guy. That's what it's all awesome. about, just making sure that everybody keeps moving is having a good time, you know? Yep. Yeah, I forgot that you were in there. I thought I had Logan in there for a sec. Um, like, I'm kind of pissed at that ledge because <laughs> I'm kind of happy the drive shaft broke, but I'm kind of also pissed that I broke stuff because if it wasn't the drive shaft, it was going to be that lockout or that axle. Probably. Um, All I remember is you looking me straight in the face and saying, Jake, your passenger princess, get in. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then you yeah, just turned happen. around and went down. And I was like, oh, I should probably tighten these harnesses up a little bit. And that's when my beer was between my legs as I was tightening my harnesses. And then you just made a hard left and started going full vertical. <laughs> you'll get that on these bigger jobs. I'm not very smart. Yeah, you'll I thought we had that line by the tree, but not enough wheelbase and not enough horse ponies. And yeah, I also wasn't really trying to go and like get on the rig super hard because you know I might blow the 1310 drive shaft out of it or something. That far right line where the the tall tree is now. Is the one that's like cut off at like chest height. That's like I think that's the much harder line compared to shooting straight out. Oh yeah. I mean we all know why. Yeah, well it got ultra Ford. Or not Ultra <laughs> yeah. Ford, I'm sorry. You Ultimate ate. Adventured. Yeah. <laughs> um You know, and like it is what it is. It's the top of Chadillac. It's a great little party spot. I'm kind of upset that that rock ended up where that rock ended up because it used to be a lot harder. Um, yeah, I couldn't even touch that last year at all. Now it's like, just like a loading ramp. Just Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. there's still a couple holes at the bottom, but if you have anything bigger than a 37, you can just cruise over it. With a 37 or anything smaller, you got to pick lines, but I think you can make it through there on almost anything at this point. Yep. I it's thought a it was... much more gradual slope. It's not too bad. I wish I had tried that right line that everybody said people were blowing drive shafts on, but yeah, uh, I was we were I told the it. middle line was the hard line. So we're like, all right, fuck it. We're going for the hard line. And then it turns out it was didn't do anything. It just <laughs> yeah. walked up it. And, uh, so the only thing I have to ask is, is there the potential that our rigs might have grown up a little bit in between? Mine hasn't at all. Mine definitely has. <laughs> Mine definitely. What are you talking about? You got cheater slicks now. Yeah, I mean, that was it, other than the tires. Nothing changed. <laughs> yeah. And a drive shaft that isn't going to... Uh, the rear one, actually, nothing has changed. And that's the one I blew up twice last time. The front one... <laughs> which has been my new demon, uh, is now beefier and didn't have any issues. But other than that, nothing has fucking changed. It's exactly the same rig. Other than some body work. Oh, yeah. Well, less windows. It's more uh, weight reduction. Helping Dude, I've been looking. I'm going to find you orange doors. If you can find me orange body panels, I'll put them on in a heartbeat. No. <laughs> yeah, yes. Not a no. We'll just turn it into a silver Jeep slowly. <laughs> you, mean, you mean an orange jeep it already yeah, is that one. Yeah. oh my god <laughs> smoked. my inability to talk is spreading <laughs> i know on a thing where we have to talk nobody knows how to talk do you want to do some, <laughs> do some vocal exercises i'm just used it. to be having to complain about the silver body panels and not being able to find them uh, so i'm not used to now talking you got a whole new talking. game yeah uh that would be hilarious if it 
like slowly just becomes an orange and silver no. like creamsicle. No. <laughs> God, creamsicle. No. Stop it, please. Uh, the yellow got a new hat. I, I was looking at somebody in one of the videos I was looking at of uh of that first night. Um you could hear him in the background going, That's a new hatch. And I was like, Nope, the new one's still sitting. Uh, <laughs> just to myself watching that video. <laughs> they thought I was just demolishing my brand new orange hatch. I'm not that dumb. We left uh, it on the no, show. No, that for is now. perfectly on brand. <laughs> that is hey, not. That I first... painted my half doors with a brush, so anytime <laughs> you need a hand with a paint job, I'm your guy. <laughs> Everybody keeps sending me other ugly ass like body panel colors and it's just like paint it if you I'm see like, lapis blue call me i want to put a lapis blue fender on my ship box no so you, fun. you can't get which blue. which color is that is that like the periwinkle one or what which one it's is that purple it's like a purple uh, okay so, well technically so like there's a bit of a difference between like old body to new body new body is very dark where like mm-hmm. old body literally has like this nice blue um I, i'll just i'll send a picture to you if you want is it like what color my jeep was supposed to be no, Before the clear coat died. I'm just gonna send a picture into the chat. It, it probably easy. was. We're the diving way weird too far into Cherokee tech. Cherokee colors. This is paint jobs. This is actually, like almost, uh, liberal arts 101. Which actually, color is lapis one- blue? A while back, when, before so when originally it was supposed to be Kate's, I uh, went to a guy and was talking with him, gave him a hundred bucks to hold on to it. Um, but I don't know what the fuck happened. It just what a lapis blue fender no a full lapis blue jeep you jack wagon oh i don't know find me a full orange jeep that's rotted out that somebody thinks is junk uh everybody does jump on them though uh if they see them but they don't want the hatch for some reason both times or i don't know how you got your hatch cody but uh Uh, the guy was getting rid of the whole thing yeah that's that's seems to be what people do they're rotted out around here they're trying to just get rid of the whole thing, and people f- like swarm around the parts. But the hatches are usually not what, for whatever reason, they don't want them. Uh, so that's how because I got this. They're ugly one. as sin. That's why. No, it's people wouldn't color. Get, it's just the hatches tend to go bad quicker. But I don't really care. It doesn't need to look beautiful. It just needs to be orange. Uh, so, <laughs> and you do need a new header panel. So, like, I no. desperately need a new header panel. You I could have, totally do to. the jack o' lantern. You should definitely do the jack o' lantern black. And, I have a uh, red orange. one, but I don't want to use it. Uh, I'll give you my red one. You can use it all you I want. I have one. Free. I don't want it. You keep it or sell it to Colin. I don't just do the Harlequin thing and just do every panel a different color. Who cares? You see that? Oh, that'd be cool. See. I could get behind that. That's fucking cool. Blech. Absolutely not. <laughs> See, but I'm a Volkswagen kid at heart, so like I think that's why. Yeah, but those why are I, ugly, like, even for Volkswagen. No, people. dude, you're telling me a Mark One fucking Golf Harley Quinn is ugly. Yeah, well, the you're colors they use are gross. Yeah, but it's. If cool. I wanted it to look like a kid's coloring book, I'd buy a kid's coloring book and some crayons. And I'd... he doesn't want an autism awareness Jeep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much, I have to deal with it plenty. It's I'm very aware of it. Hi, I'm helping. <laughs> Uh, so all right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, let's see. So you are also the mastermind behind the cores that is now holding my glove box together. Oh, That's still one. there. I got one right here, pal. Hell yeah! <laughs> Wait, I um, didn't even know that people who drank cores were literate. That's impressive. Well, I drink cores sometimes. Cores <laughs> yellow jackets. 
What in the fuck is that? The banquets? Oh, okay. So, yeah, good evening last time. And the, the last time we were there, I, uh, I did a little experiment. Is I rotated back and forth between light and Coors Banquet. Because, you know, Coors Light's water. So that was hydration for the weekend. Let me tell you, it worked great, but the heartburn was a bitch. <laughs> I, yes. Yes. Um, the saga of fixing my Jeep gave me heartburn. And that oh, was yeah, only a two-hour endeavor. You were drinking whatever was in my cooler. <laughs> well, I left my cooler at the Jeep because, you know, it was zip-tied in at that point. <laughs> um, it's still zip-tied in, so Logan, you're probably going to see me before this episode goes live, but I've still got your cooler. Um, you know, it's great. Um, anyways. So... What I want to know is how you organize the back of that thing. It's so, like, there's so many tools just jammed into little crevices and whatnot, but it's Man, all, like, nicely organized. It's a process. I've always been, like, super geeky about, like, tool organization in any rig I've ever had, just because I hate, like, having to fumble to find something. But the Samurai is definitely a challenge because it's super small. Especially with the fuel cell in the back, which is super small. It's only seven gallons. But then with the cooler in there, too, and my wakeboard speaker thing, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I got a couple of those 50-cal, like, double-ended opening ammo cans, the big plastic ones. Uh, yep. There's one of those in there, one for fluids, one for tools. And then I have two ammo cans in there as well, like regular 50-cal green ones. One is, like jack, like, bottle jack universal stuff some jb weld some water weld whatever and then the other one is just toyota axle parts like gaskets seals all that kind of stuff so So what kind of what kind of issues do you run into with the toyotas i'm i know you broke a shaft last year i broke one this year too so well i mean that's my own fault because i'm still running stock axle shafts okay um and it seems I broke the same shaft two years in a row. Didn't break one any other time. So it seems that the short side is breaking first because it doesn't twist as much as the long side, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It makes yeah. Sense. But the this time, it didn't break either shaft. It actually broke the inner Burfield cage. And it cracked the bell on the, on the Burfield. But the stock shaft was like the inner shaft was totally fine which i assumed that's what it was going to be but at this point i i'm out of stock spares i had a bunch but i'm out of the short side ones so now it's definitely time to do rcvs that's my my next plan is get rcvs for the front makes sense but other than that um, the rear i'm still running stock shafts in the rear um I've heard rumors from pe- some people, it's debated all the time, that the stock rear shafts are chromoly. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. That but... would not surprise me, because Isuzu, um, their 12-bolt, which is totally different than the GM-12-bolt. Yeah, that's what was in the back of my Amigo that I had. That, from my understanding, has chromos in it from the factory. They're like low-grade. I want to say they're not 4340. I want to say they're the other type of steel that they use for chromos. 
but I know that those axles are almost bulletproof. It would not surprise me if Toyota did the same thing. Cause, yeah, you know. it wouldn't surprise me either. I had that 12-volt in the back of my Amigo with an ARB, and the ARB broke first. But uh, I ended up putting the welded diff in it, but I never had any issues with that axle. But it was only on 35, so who knows. But You'll other than that, that uh, Toyota axles, you're just dealing with leaking knuckle seals all the time. Uh, high steer arm studs coming loose, like the nuts on them coming loose. So it, it's definitely a lot of maintenance, but for the Samurai, I think that it's my best choice to keep I agree. it small and narrow. I think that that rig also, if you were to put in like air shocks in the rear, get a little bit more travel out of it, I think that thing would be absolutely amazing. Well, that was my like, original intention before but then i ended up trading it off and i got it back and i was like how do i make this work better and so like i said before it just has 14 inch travel um 150 pound coil or 14 inch free length 150 pound coils all the way around but the way it was set up before is they were captured top and bottom with like bolted plates and so it had like no travel so what i ended up doing was i made it I was thinking about like how to make it work a little bit better for, on the cheap. And I was thinking about like a TJ or a Cherokee like front coil bucket, how it can like slide down pretty far before it wants to come out because of like the bump stop thing that hangs down. And so I pretty much replicated that with some plates that bolt down to the axles and then a piece of inch and three quarter DOM. But then it was like coming up through and I limit strapped it. But then the coils were super loud, so I ended up getting inch and three-quarter ID uh, Delrin tubing and hammering it down over the inch and three-quarter DOM, and it kept it super quiet. So it worked really well. It worked so much better than it did before. Yeah, it definitely was an improvement over when I wheeled it. Um, what was that? That would be the last yeah, trip last to October, Good Evening. Yeah, yep. I also noticed that you were actually able to hit third gear, which was like super wild. Yeah, the uh, the new engine seems to be a lot better. Still don't have an oil pressure gauge that works. Um, I guess That's right cool. after I got rid of it, the guy that had it, who I'm friends with now, he's super cool. Um, he ended up getting a pretty wicked rod knock in it right after, which makes sense because it had like four pounds of oil pressure at 2,500 RPM. So <laughs> not me. It, ne that's, that's it never died on me. So, you know, it wasn't doing good, but it never died. It just smoked a ton. But he ended up finding a new one three that was fairly recently rebuilt and he put it in and it's a world of difference. I mean, it's still sixty horsepower on a good day, but it doesn't try and die all the time now. That's oh, yeah. definitely an improvement. Um so, like, I'm just wondering on that rig, are you going to change the wheelbase at all now that you got new 37s on it? You're going to keep it where it is? Well, I was thinking about that. Um, the biggest downfall that I noticed was steering because it's just regular Toyota IFS box, no hydro assist. It's full on manhandle and steering. Mm. And uh, Anthony actually found me a super good deal on a PSC Ram. So I'm going to do a single-ended hydro for now. I already have an orbital. I have a column. I have an orbital mount. 
Um, I have a good pump that I can use. So I'm going to set it up as single-ended now, and then that'll open up more options for me to move the axles one way or the other. Because it's 96-inch wheelbase right now, which sounds really short, but when you compare it to a stock Samurai, it's like 14 it's inches meant. stretched already. Dang so I think, I think if I could get it to the like 100, 102 area, I think it would be really good. But it is a super low belly height, so I got to keep that in mind too. So my takeaway on that would be that I, if it was me, I would move the front end yeah. um, forward more. No, hang on. I'm sorry. I've got that backwards. I would move the rear end out to try and keep some of the weight over that front axle because I've noticed too often on super lightweight rigs, when you start punching the front way the fuck out there, they start losing the ability to get the motor over an obstacle and then have the weight transfer forward even though your motor probably could be picked up like with one arm on a angry it, day it's, uh, it's like 78 pounds oh my god what what yeah. the yes. fuck there's a rotating assembly in there how yeah. fucking yeah. how that is nuts i mean grant there's a 1.3 so really it's no barely bigger than a hayabusa motor actually no it's just like 0.1 liter i think over mm -hmm. a busa motor which is um you can move those that's fucking nuts <laughs> so tiny <laughs> oh, it's, it's super tiny yeah my yeah. thought was kind of along the same lines as luke i think i'm gonna push the front axle forward a little bit because it's kind of right under it's like in between the crank pulley and the radiator so i kind of want to push it out just a little bit because when i do the if i do the full hydro deal I can clip the front of the frame and throw some tubes in there and get everything way tighter. So I'll just be able to drive up a wall if I run into it. And then the back, yeah, I'll probably push it the rest of the way. Or just get bigger tires and you ain't got to worry about it. Have your tires hit first. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's already almost there. Fuck it. RCVs and 42s, baby. See, I don't know if a Samurai needs 42s. Like, no, it's I have a set of 38 I could throw on it and see. But... I think nah. this rig is going to be just do it with what I have laying around. If I find a deal, whatever, but I'm, I'm already in the process of starting another build. So this is going to be more of a get me by rig, but I am going to do a few things to it to make it a little bit better first. So that thing would break so many fucking hearts. Uh, a set of clapped out red labels. It would not be funny. It I would be the of, meme. I had a set of 39 inch blue labels. No, nope. it actually nope. did okay, no. but no, not the same. Terrible. Fun. Thirty-seven reds, and that thing would be a monster. Yes, yeah. sir. You just gotta or... find a fresh set. No, no, no you want them clapped. Yeah, but not super old. Try to find like five, there, six. There's definitely a, a balance. Um, yeah. yeah. The set that Sean has that I sold him. <laughs> that is not an ideal set. And it's still, don't get me wrong, like they still work fucking amazing, but the the retread area is very sensitive and we've re we've patched a lot of them and I don't feel too too bad because I'm the one who has to drive and get them patched. Uh so, you know, I'm I'm repenting for my sins uh on on that, but if it wasn't him it'd be me running them, so uh, you know, mm -hmm. same difference. And the set that I have, it's not that much. I don't know when uh, Harry grabbed those. Those are pretty old too. 
Luke. 17 or 18, if I remember right. Yes. Yeah, that's not terrible. Five, I mean, under, six years old. Under 10 years, I'd say, is okay. Anything over 10, and you're starting to that point where it's like, eh, these things are probably harder than whatever, a rock. It's sort it, of, their mine aren't soft. If you go up to them and they haven't, they're not hot, they feel like like a hockey puck. They don't feel like or look like they do anything. It's they're just magic. There's just magic in them. Because <laughs> you don't even need to get them hot. Like, yes, you get them hot and then they really stick. But even cold, just like with whatever material they have, like they just grab. I think it's, it's rubber. Not, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> not like you think of a sticky tire. You look at like somebody's brand new sticky tire with big old lugs and you're like, whoa, I can pull the whole lug off pretty much. You can't do that with these things. It just, I don't know. It's different. You can't even weird. do that with new reds, though. No. No, but you're it's just a weird compound. On those 37-inch treps that you had, I was literally able to touch mm. the two paddles together. Like Yes. I mean, granted, they weren't mounted, to be fair, so I was probably stretching a little bit of the carcass when I was doing that. But still, no, not like, that much. Yeah. Yeah. My Mickeys are like gumballs. Your reds are like hockey pucks, but they hook up the same and it's very funny. Gumballs? Gumballs yeah, are hard. Like, so are hockey pucks. No, are you can't wonderful? say those Mickeys hook the same as mine. They hook. Don't get me wrong. They impress me. They impress me a lot. Tell them how it is, Graham. It's not the same. There, there are pros and cons. I think those tires are a very good balance. I would never drive mine on the road over 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, maybe, if we're pushing it, where I would gladly take your tires and do that. Uh, okay. And more miles per hour, but... Uh, That's also because they're new, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think once mine get worn Break down... Break them in a little bit, and we'll, halfway. we'll again next year. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um... Yeah, I was definitely feeling the the brand new tire was like my big advantage because the Cooper I have Cooper thirty sevens the STT Pros or whatever, um, and they were literally brand new when I pulled it off the trailer at Good Evening. So that was definitely helping. That like knife edge was like yeah. being a big advantage for me. But we'll just have to see how they go when they break in a little bit. But we have a local guy by us that gets Cooper Blems. Um, pretty cheap, so for the price, I really can't beat them. Nice. Let me know if he gets another set of 37, um, 13, 5, or 12, 5, whatever size they are, are yeah, 17s. So the the only downside to those is they're, well, I don't, it depends on what you're putting them on, but so the 37 blends that we can get, they're load range D. Ooh. Which, that's what's on my Samurai, um, and I was running four pounds all weekend, but they were brand new. So we'll have to see. He can get 40s too. It just depends on what they send him, but those are load range Cs. So I need 37s for reasons. All right. And now I will uh, say, I will say, uh, like Graham's talking all this big game, but you put a fucking mud pile in front of him and he's just stuck in there. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, there can be a Graham. mud pile as long as there's a rock in that mud pile. If it's no, just I, loose dirt, I'm fucked. Those residents <laughs> have to think about rocks and they have traction. It's kind of fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we were on Jigsaw and there was that massive, uh, I don't want to call it massive. It was a decent like staircase ledge. Oh, the double uh, ledge. Yeah, that, that after you get up that first the first little hill, and then you go to that you go up that ledge, and then there's a flat spot with another like right. long ledge. Where you, you gotta go hook up. to the right, yeah. 
yeah, you hook to the right or the left or whatever. Yeah. Um, going up the entrance, it was all dirt. And I had to actually, like, kind of give it some to get it up it because I was sitting behind Curtis, who wasn't moving as usual. Uh, he and, does that. Yeah, he's just sitting there doing, doing nothing, picking his nose. Uh, <laughs> and I had to kind of bump it to get it just up the dirt, uh, which was annoying. And I was kind of, like, my razors wouldn't have done that. They would have just gone. Um, but we got up to that second ledge after you get through the first, like, little like downturn and up the first bit there's that second flat spot mm-hmm. and there's a big like soupy mud puddle right there on, and then there's the ledge and i you have to put all your tires through the mud puddle to get to the ledge and the ledge was already covered in shit uh and the thing put tires up on the top uh and curtis told me to not beat on it because it was only the first day but i probably would have had it in second gear uh which is what everyone says but I was impressed it even got to that point. I didn't think it would even get there. So, uh, just straight up the middle, like, in the middle of that ledge. I wasn't going to an edge or anything dumb. Uh, I was just trying to, like, raw dog straight up the middle, and it almost wanted it. That trail got so much worse throughout the weekend, because that was the first trail that we hit, one of the first trails we hit Friday morning, and it was pretty dry, and the people that were with us that had the bigger rigs were able to just walk right through it without much of a problem. But then we did it again on Sunday and it was a nightmare. Yep. It got really sloppy. I mean, the whole place kind of did. Yep. Which is weird though, because that trail's like on a high point. So you think it would drain down because they have some pretty decent drainage there, mm-hmm. but it just got way worse. Yeah. It's called yeah, Turtle Creek. That- that's yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, there, I don't know why there was so much mud there. It must have just been stuck between those two big rocks, I guess. Yeah, maybe I don't know. And then with everybody with the big, all the southern guys who had gotten there earlier, the right. big forty-inch tires, they were like, they were ripping around hard on Friday. And I know when we went through later on Friday, it was it was a mess. And then you know the the southern boys come through with their big mud whomping tires and. LSs and just dig it up. <laughs> they're, they're digging it up and uh, you know slinging the mud out, and it actually made it better because all the water and and like the loose shit was just getting flung out. So by the time they were done, it was more dry. So you actually kind of had a chance if you could get if Lined the rocks weren't covered. Yeah, and the yeah. rocks weren't completely soaked and whatever. But uh, yeah, just good evening trails. Got Good it. evening's a weird property like that too, because wet rocks there equal traction. Yep. Dry rocks also traction, but not the same level of traction. Yeah, like it depends on the well, rock too. When the we did triple, when everybody was like, when I was behind Graham and everybody else was up up ahead, like, did you guys notice how fast we moved through that trail because water was flowing and everything was clean? Yes. Other than the Cherokee getting stuck and all that, that whole shit show. But, like, for the rest of it, we made it to that point in, like, record time, I think. Yeah. I mean, we were at the bottom, and Chris Ayusa, they had just, all those guys had just Ayashua, for the love of fucking Christ, Graham. Chris I. Chris Hibusa. And and friends had gone down Cripple Creek. Uh, and I guess they thought it was hard. So they were like, there's no way you'll make it up that in three hours. And even with. Uh, having to yank Cherokee Man off of the rock that his Jeep was humping, uh, we still made it to the top in less than three hours. It was close, but less than three hours. 
Dude, uh, that fucking Jeep humped up on that rain. rock and just decided to take a nap. Didn't even have the courtesy to fall off afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Graham we, and I were, like, right behind him at that point. I mean, I think there was someone else in front of us. I Luca, like, yeah. yeah, I walked around the corner, and I was like, oh, there's too many cooks in the kitchen up there. I'm not going to be able to help anything. <laughs> I'll just stay here and bullshit with Graham for a while. <laughs> there's there's nothing to uh And then the... Those cooks couldn't get it done. There was, there was <laughs> yeah. I was trying. Maybe we should have taken me a little while because there were way too many other cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> you should have asserted your overall prowess and just used it and pushed them off. <laughs> I ended up having to do that and being like, "All right, we're going to put Miguel over here, and we're just going to get the dual winch thing going and pull him over." And that ended up working. I right. brought my high lift for moral support, and that was about it. <laughs> it didn't do anything. <laughs> we didn't like, even try like to use four it. Four minutes later, that Miguel lost that bolt too. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what I thought. I thought that was the same day. It all kind of blurs together, you know. Yep. That well, unfortunately, that was pretty close. So it all that. Is allowed to blur together two breaks yeah. within like <laughs> right. ten minutes. Yeah, and then uh, JB broke his axle shaft right after that. Yep, we were doing really well up until that point. the end there. Yeah, <laughs> I've also never seen that before because JB like fucking grenaded two Sterling shafts in one weekend, and I've I oh, mean the like same they side. I, I, oh, he broke the driver's side one again. Yep. Wow. Because yep. I helped, I went up and helped him because I had like a drain pan and a bunch of shit in the bed of my truck. And I wanted to make sure he had everything he needed. So I went up and helped him. And I don't know if he told you guys, we ended up having to pull the whole carrier because the stub of the shaft was stuck in the locker. Yeah, he did mention that. That it sucks. Was, it was a nightmare. And that thing, the carrier in that axle weighs as much as JB. So Oh, yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy <laughs> fucking shit. Yeah, that's a heavy bitch. How'd the gear set look? I built that. Oh, no, I didn't build that one. That's on the buggy. Uh, I mean, I yeah, they looked fine. Cool. The only thing was there, it was just that stub shaft. And we had to like fight it because it was stuck in the locker and we couldn't slide it out of the shaft or out of the axle tube but it was stuck in the locker and broken off just far enough to not be able to get the carrier out like oh. freely with the other oh. side out so we had to like, like fiddle fuck around it. for a little yeah. while yeah Pull the right side, it. then the left side kind of oh, like yeah. the there were multiple, yeah. multiple pry bars and pieces of wood involved yeah we did, that's not like, like the help. We tried like the rag trick where you wrap it around the ring gear and rip on the drive. Doesn't shaft, work. But that, Doesn't that didn't work. do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried that one. <laughs> Dude, I've only had that work like once or twice. You have to have a really loosely shimmed carrier and <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not good. Right. <laughs> I don't know if on that same note, I don't know if you guys have heard anything about this type of deal, but um the guy named Brendan Trump that lives kinda by us that is like really into Toyotas. He gave me a recommendation when I was setting up these third members, and he said, take everything you know about setting gears up and just throw it away, because he want, he told me to dive the pinion as far into the ring gear as, as I can. Like, don't really care that much about the pattern as long as it spins smooth, and then take every bit of backlash out of it. What? That yep. makes sense. So, Not for high speed, though. No, no. These are strictly... Right. This is a crawler application. Yeah, only, really. So when you, have but, a, you have a shit ton of tooth engagement. I mean, that makes sense yeah, there. He, but. Was, he was saying that he was breaking third members all the time, and someone told him that, and he did it three years ago, and he hasn't broken a set since. Oh, which, God. like... I can totally see why, because like you're not breaking teeth when you're like rolling, usually. It's when you're doing, you know, rev limiter clutch dump type stuff that you're breaking stuff. 
yeah, you're less worried about heat breaking the gear set. You're more worried about the shock the, load, like shock load from the mechanical force from that. Yeah, interesting. So I did that to mine, and it seems to be going fine so far. I mean, I haven't drained the diffs to see if there's any giant metal chunks yet, but you know, I don't hear any noises, so we'll just send it. So with Jeremy, when we set up my axles, well, he set my axles up. I'm not going to take credit, but I gave, gave him the suggestion. We set it right at 5,000s of backlash okay. and set them deep for yeah. that reason. Because I still drive mine, or I drove mine on the road until the stickies. And to be honest with you, I still kind of drive it on the road, but that's kind of why I want the 37s. Yeah. Um just to be able to get it back out and about, because I think that would be hilarious with how crumpled it is now. And it's always um, good to have a ba another backup vehicle. Yeah, exactly. Like, it'll drive to work without a problem. Um, right. And I, knock on wood, everything in there has been great. Like, I don't think that there's been any issues with it, and it's broken drive shaft, it's broken axle shafts. Right. Everything else... Knock on wood's been no issues whatsoever. Yeah, I have a plethora of Toyota 8-inch third members sitting on the floor in my shop that I'm going through right now and just basically setting them all up that way so I have a bunch of good spare ones for anything I need, really. Yeah, yeah that, that definitely sense. makes sense. Especially with having all those extra parts, it's worth trying something new, because if it fucks up, well, no, just slap a new one in. Right. I think I have I think I have five sets of four ten third members, so it's safe to say that you could nuke one or two sets and not yeah. care. Yeah, I don't have a spare set of four eighty eight gears yet, but I'll That's what I was just about to having a set. Yeah. I was just about to ask that because I'm like, it's the gear it? set that costs money. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Not, not the third members. Right. Well dude, they're hard to find. That's the thing. Oh, so like, you snag I mean, them when you can. They haven't made these Toyota solid axle fronts. I mean, you can use the rear one, but they haven't made any of the front axle parts since '85. Wow. Like, yeah, you can buy them new, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I own all of the Toyota axle parts in the county I live in at this point. <laughs> I've just been buying everyone I can find. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird though, because like at this point, you can almost build designer oh. Toyotas. Oh yeah, you can. You can just buy a housing. You can buy you can buy every single component if you want to. The housings are actually surprisingly cheap too for like full custom housings for them. Yeah, for like, yeah, for like a rock assault housing. Yeah. Yep. Was, yeah, they're so, not too bad. Well, compared to like a nine or something, you know, I, th I didn't think it was that bad, really. No, no, they're really not that bad. the The rock assaults have their benefits of like the high clearance deal. But from what I've heard, the way that they're designed, like the way that their caster is set up, if you're running a regular Toyota IFS box, you actually lose a little bit of steering angle from it. That's weird. Really? Yeah. And I don't but, know why that is, but that's what I've been reading and that's what I've heard. Um, now, I don't know if there's any merit to it, but because I haven't tried one personally. But it I, is nice that it's a, an option, like if you roast a housing that you can get a new housing and then just put all your parts in it. Yeah, and I know that you can get the thirds. Um, so, Cody, on the note of nines, I was talking to someone. I'm not going to name drop them because, you know. The guy who's giving you a discount. Okay, okay. 
Uh, but 750 for a front housing with all three ace wall. Are we talking about nine third? inches? Yes. Get that shit out of here. With five or with wow, half the bitches love ribs. nine inches, Graham. All right. Yeah, God. not that nine inches. Wrong one. But like an eight inch is good too, right? <laughs> but if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna only have one, I might as well be the They won't know the difference. Bitch pulls out a ruler. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Measure from the bottom, please. It was four. It was four. <laughs> What's that little mark at three and a half? <laughs> <laughs> Yours is three and a half. Damn. <laughs> we got a stun here. That's a big axle shaft. What is that? <laughs> no, this is ring gears we're talking about. Oh, anyways. Toyota stuff. I get it. You know, it happens. <laughs> yeah, Toyota drivers are weird. You'll have that. <laughs> So, how did your web wheelers ball go? Because I know you got caught in our fucking trail one fiasco because we couldn't bother to get out of the cabin until one o'clock on Friday. But, uh, like, you kind of bebopped off after that, and I didn't see you again until I was, like, your passenger princess. <laughs> yeah, so I came down with uh, Craig with the YJ, and our goal was to just wheel as much as possible. And so... We started out with Damien and their group, and then we hooked up with you guys, and you were like, we're running cripples, so we jumped in with you, and then I think I think Craig was with you guys after that, and then I hooked up with Jay, and we were just kind of bouncing around groups, but we were pretty much ready to roll the whole weekend. I think, I think we definitely wheeled the most out of the people that were with us, for sure, because we bounced around a lot. I'm not going to say... We did Jigsaw three times. We did Chadillac three times. We did Cripple twice. We did uh, Rubicon a couple times, Jackhammer, Ice Cream Hill, all that. We did all of it. What's the Sammy handle on can opener? Uh, It wasn't too bad. So the only time that I ran can opener from, from the start was that night with you guys. We actually didn't run that, like the lower portion of it, during the day. It was just at night, but I was following Curtis, and I kind of just picked his line and just followed it, and it felt weird, but it did totally fine. So that's your first mistake. You never follow Curtis's line because it's always fucked up because somebody else told them how to do it. So you <laughs> The never. only time Curtis's line is any good is if I'm spotting him, because he'll just follow anyone, and that's like a fault of his. <laughs> it is definitely a fault. <laughs> hey, but he's got 42, so he can kind of do whatever he wants at this he point. Yeah, you can't lose with 42s, but damn, he's trying sometimes. Can opener. I mean, it was kind of like bouncing around a little bit. Wheeling that thing is kind of like trying to like steer a pontoon boat that's in like raging rapids. Uh, so it kind of beats the shit out of you. But, you know, as long as you're not afraid to throw the body into some rocks, it's can pretty much make it where it needs to make it most of the time the only place that i got really denied it good evening was the squeeze rock i don't know if you yep. guys know that one um so that one? that's see. at the top of can opener it's where like, oh, oh talking about okay yeah yeah so that's where you almost flipped over yeah yeah so it's yeah that's where luke almost flipped over and mm -hmm. so it's right before where he was but it's like these two big like angled rocks that are angling like towards you at the bottom where, at the bottom to clarify, and, where tim uh lost his battery and it hit the, oh that's the spot radio, okay that's yeah 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 
That's yeah, a tough one. So the samurai got denied there just because I I was honestly too narrow for it. I couldn't keep myself up on one side and it was pinching me down into the bottom and it was like really pinching the bottom of the tires. So I ended up backing out of it. I fought it for a little while. Uh, I think that was Saturday morning, but we ended up just backing out of it. Yeah, All we right. found a uh, long wheelbase and 42s. It yeah, wasn't that difficult mind. to get up. No, uh, it's, it's not a super hard obstacle. You just have to have the right combination, you know? The yep. uh, the 10 feet after the obstacle, honestly, was more difficult than the squeeze. Only for probably. Curtis, because he <laughs> doesn't know how to drive through a boulder field. <laughs> like, he oh, was trying to go down the hill. He was trying to go down the hill. He wasn't. He was like in between that obstacle and the trail, and he was just stuck. Like we, we almost couldn't move him out of there. He was like jamming his caliper against a rock. Uh, he was <laughs> complaining about lack of brakes, which is concerning in a automatic rig, because um, you kind of need those. <laughs> just he couldn't go forward or backwards uh, in any like worthwhile way right it would just be like a couple inches one way or the other and you can't actually make much movement we did eventually oh, get him out but i know uh, all about that mm -hmm. in that spot dude i'll tell you what luke that like when you went in there i think turning around and exiting the trail was more impressive than actually going where you wanted to be how did that look from the outside because it felt interesting so on I was inside. standing on the rear driver's side of you a good distance away, you know, just in case. And uh, when you came up and over, I, like, just barely started to see the top of the passenger side of the Jeep. And then it kind of settled back down slowly. But you were, like, way up that wall. Yeah, it was not great. I felt the rocker panel hit. and then like. Oh, uh, that whole situation was terrible. But you it, know, it it's graceful. The exit was graceful. It was very graceful, but I drove it into the point where it just landed on like the driver's door and the rocker panel, and then like I figured that it was either going to finish the rest of the way onto its roof, which was also going to be, admittedly, in that spot, fairly graceful because like yeah, you didn't have far to go. No, it. At the point where I'm looking over and Logan is hanging out on top of me, like, <laughs> just, you know, he's going to hit the roof. He's not going to fall into me if he had to pull the harnesses level really? of drill or like over when I fed it reverse and it started to go. I just kind of let it go, expecting it to go all the way over. And it didn't magic of a clutch pedal. I should have yeah. taken the samurai through there and gotten like it, it, it's a little bit big for the samurai for sure, but I wanted to get like a better perspective of what a different width would do. Oh, you would have walked right through there, but like part of what fucked me was me and my spotter not understanding where I wanted hey, to go. I was spotting you half the time. You were spotting <laughs> me half the time, but you didn't start spotting me. No, no. Someone no. else started spotting me. And he wanted to send me up the ridge there. Oh, and yeah. I didn't want to go up that ridge. I wanted to pivot around that little rock that kept yeah, fucking me left. over. Yeah, and go to the left. And, um, you know, like, it just 
didn't end up happening. I'm glad that the exit was nice and graceful. Everybody made it out unscathed. Um, and then except, Curtis just drove through it. Yeah, well, Curtis is good like that. If you ever need a good <laughs> kick while you're down, Curtis <laughs> is just grade A on point for that. He's your man. Um, <laughs> so that was Sunday night, though. So yeah, I think so. Saturday, you guys just bebopped around with Anthony. Yeah, I know that uh, we. I broke that shaft in the morning. Changed that. That was on Ice Cream Hill, which it was a dumb break, but it is what it is. But like, I was trying really hard to not put myself in a big bind all weekend, and it broke when I thought it wouldn't. I was like bumping around one of those trees. I don't know if you guys ran Ice Cream Hill or not. I think we did last time. I think so. But like, it's not a hard trail at all. But if it's a little muddy, like it was, and the trees and the rocks just aren't playing the way you want to, it gets a little technical, and you got to kind of beat on it a little bit. And so, like, there's like this one little, uh, like, jet off to the right that's an optional line, and I went through it and got over it, and then you have to like go over another rock, and there's a tree right where your passenger tire front, your passenger front tire wants to be, and I popped it like around the tree. And I was like trying to roll through it and the mud just pulled me back and my tire hit that tree and it just broke right there. Like That's just a little bit of shock load. It was such a bummer, but we ended up just winching forward and then took care of it. I had pretty much everything with me. Anthony had to run back to my truck to grab a couple things, but that was pretty quick. And then we went and played around it in Leo's den for a while after that, I believe. So, got stuck. Not, got stuck a little bit there. Let Craig fight through some rocks that he was determined to make it through. And then dude, uh, Craig is a fucking up. animal when he wants to be. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll put that jeep in some dumb places. I gotta hand it to him. Shout out to Craig, I guess, because I've known him for a long time and I've watched that jeep come from a daily driver on thirty-three inch swampers to what it is now, and it's impressive. It works pretty well. Yep, it catches you by surprise too, because it's it not does. a. Uh, it's sneaky. It's not a complicated build. It's not flashy, no. but the thing fucking works. Yep. Yeah, like when we were, it was right after high school. He was daily driving it, and we took it out wheeling. And he still had, I think he still had a Dana thirty-five at that point. Maybe eh, he might have had an eight-eight at that point. And we went out wheeling, and he broke. Yeah, it had to be an eight-eight. You know, like the flange adapters that you run like to go to the 8.8 flange on yep. like a 13.10 shaft. So he ended up shattering one of those. And so I drug him out of the trail. And then at that point, it was his daily, and that was all he had. So he drove around for the better part of six months in the wintertime with a Spartan Lock Dana 30 front in front-wheel drive. Jesus. Oh, That's yeah. awful. Not oh, yeah. He was, dude, he was ripping that thing. But it's... It's gone through a lot of transformations, and it's it's pretty cool to see where it is. And I think he's about to do some more stuff to it that I'm going to help him with because he hasn't acquired his own welder yet. So I'm going to take care of some stuff for him. But it should be it should be pretty cool. I definitely like the way that it's built, just because it does catch you by surprise. I mean, there's something to be said about having a rig for that long, right? Doesn't really matter yeah. what kind of tech you have in it. It's Right. You know how to use it. You know oh, he knows, yeah, he knows that thing. 
And his yeah. um, his dad's the same way. If you if you guys knew his dad, you would understand. He's had the same CJ7 since the 80s, and it's a badass piece of history. So, yeah. Oh yeah, cool we wheeled with him mind. the first year. Yeah, with the the tan CJ. Yep. Man, oh yeah. Sad. I didn't get to. I didn't get to really go wheeling with you guys at all this week or this past weekend. So. It'd been cool it's, to kind of get out there and see you guys actually hit trails, you know, compared yeah, to like. I think the only time I saw you was at the Honey Hole when you were offering mustache rides to everybody. <laughs> Why are you telling everybody, man? You know, those aren't for everyone. Jeez. <laughs> you had oh, to be the there. Club, sorry. <laughs> uh, apparently, we were a little tuned up at Honey Hole. I don't know what other people are saying, but you know. I mean, I I had a a couple trail sodas as well. So, what do you know was up, up, Luke? I wasn't driving though, so that was fair. Yeah, yeah, you you were were being responsible. Yeah, other people were driving my rig. (laughs) (laughs) Just kept disappearing. That was the theme. The people who were worse than you were driving your rig in some points. You were Uh, using that thing like an Uber to just move yourself to the next obstacle. You're that like, was a running right, Logan, get in. All right, now we're at the next rock pile. Hey, Logan, get out. It's <laughs> pretty great. Hey, hey, that worked out really well. I just wanted to hit those two ledges on Cripple because, like, you know, brand new stickies, and I had let him drive the majority of the stuff there. Um, so I, I think, think that you guys were there, but on. I think it was Sunday. We ran cripple with the camera crew, and I almost had that far right line where you like point it like you're going into the woods and then hook hard left. Mm-hmm. My I Jeep liked that line. Almost had it. I was so close, but I kept slipping down into the hole. I got a lucky bounce in there. I could probably do it again, but I'm not going to guarantee I could do it again. Yeah, it just depends on the day. That's how good evening is, and that's why it's fun. Yeah, yeah you can I get think the same stuff over and over, and it's it's different. Uh, yeah, it was definitely it. different yeah. this year. Yep. Um, I feel like our assessment that that park would be good on thirty fives still kind of holds true, but like it's getting more and more know, limited. So the they had a rock bouncer event there in. I think it was early July, maybe. And I went down there with my Amigo on 35s, and I couldn't do shit. I mean, it's, it was a solid axle-swapped Amigo with a Dana 44 in the front and an airlocker, but it, it just wouldn't go up anything. And it, I don't know if it was just suspension travel or the rig, but it just didn't want to get into anything. Because that's, like, the deal there is, like, sometimes you got to get over something just to even get to the big obstacles, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like Cody's rig would have handled it just fine, though. Mm, I don't know. So it's A lot of it is... Well, I also was it? on KM3s, so if that tells you anything. Oh, yeah. That's not a, impressed at all. Deal. I've heard mixed reviews. Some people like them, some people hate them. I think um, it just depends on where you live. Yep, that too. I'm not a huge fan personally. No, I, I, per, yeah, personally, I wouldn't buy him. But like, Cody, do you think your rig would have done well there? My rig, no. Me, yes. 
Um, I definitely would have had to have a plethora of 30 shafts with me. Um, just, well, but then again, it's, it's, truck, so you were good to go. <laughs> it's mostly though, because I'm hanging out with you assholes. Like if I was on like blues and blacks and chasing very similar rigs, then it's a little bit different. But like, if I'm following you guys down difficult blacks and then reds and different shit like that, like if I went on cripple, bro, we would have been dragging my shit by the hood most likely, but just, you know, I think it, you would have there it. can be a red or a black, depending on wh- how you wheel it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's lines for everything too. You can always pick a line that's not gonna totally fuck your shit up. I right. mean, I, yeah, I mean, absolutely. But then again, do I Usually do that? Fuck can. no, no. I'm like, oh, that that guy just went up and on the same setup. I'm not going up that shit. That's gay. I'm going over here, and then I go do something stupid and like whatever. So like, I again, I think I would have had a lot of fun. There's a lot of super technical crawling. There's a lot of really unique obstacles that we don't really see that often um it had it was like this nice mix of like southern wheeling with new england wheeling but with like rock styles that aren't conducive to what we're used to so like i would have had a shit ton of fun but chasing you guys with my rig probably could have been disastrous but it would have been a great time the whole time we'd have pulled you through it ain't a problem exactly fine i think the only spot you'd have had trouble on cripple would have been the waterfall where it's just that one two foot ledge oh where i rolled Yes. Yeah. I think that's well, legitimately the not a roll, let's be honest. It was a flop. It was a flop. And it was yeah. a polite one at that. Yeah, yeah. Just a little kiss on the rock, you know? Yep. I mean you didn't really have that far to fall. You had what, two feet because that thing yeah. sits so fucking low to the ground. Yeah, it's pretty low. I need to measure the belly height now that it's on these tires. I actually want to see what it is. I would guess it's like somewhere in the mid twenties. That's that's a lot though, because my low. rig's sitting at like twenty two. Yeah, and my rig's not especially tall. No. Yeah, I'll I have mean, to measure it. I'll have to look. It's getting taller. Like it's not as uh, it's not as little. Not little, but like it's not as low cog as it used to be for sure. No, I got taller when I started driving it quicker. I got tired of slamming my teeth into my fucking. <laughs> Jaw. <laughs> yeah, my back. Thank you. Thanks you. <laughs> what? But, you, you guys have bump stops? What? <laughs> yeah, they're just rubber and they're hard as fuck. <laughs> Dude, I just bang my tie rod off my frame. See, I, I have these lovely poly ones in between my coils, and all they do is make the coil fucking obnoxious because it pings off of it, and then uh, it just center punches with that. Uh, I don't know what you called it earlier, but like the coil bucket, how it sticks down and there's like a little circle. Yeah, the factory bump stop. Post. Yeah. So now it just like it hole punches it. Bling, bling, bling. Like every time it hits, it's great. But I needed it though with the uh, over the axle. Like I would have been fucking shit up if I didn't. So. You'd be yeah, smashing. I have, I have some rubber bump stops in the rear, but the frame, like I, or the front, like I said, I just use the frame on the steering as my bump stop. Been working pretty good. That's helpful. <laughs> When your rig only weighs two pounds, it makes nothing can really hurt anything else. So, yeah, true. <laughs> Sixty horsepower in a two-pound rig, it can't hurt itself too badly. Yeah, you know, we don't have rev limiters. We don't. I don't have a rev limiter. I just float valves. It's cool. <laughs> it's more consistent. Really... It's more consistent wheel speed. The rev yeah. limiter just you yeah, know makes your wheels like break dance a little bit. Yeah, just like, for fast like slow, fast slow, fast for a, slow. Lim- a limited time, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really, really surprised. I did not have to use that much rev limiter this 
year. Yeah, you were pretty contained on the like, limited part. I wasn't contained on anything else. No, no, but. no. <laughs> if I saw something I wanted to hit, I went and did it. Yeah, I don't. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I don't might, think Graham. I don't, Graham. I don't think you had to use your rev limiter horn at all. Uh, well, my no, he did. I did a few times. times. My excuse for why it wasn't as consistent is that motor just a it was bogging down at strange times. If I had to hit an obstacle more than once or twice. Something in that motor flipped a switch, and it was like, I'm going to run like garbage, and it would bog out. So it was at high RPM, but it wasn't. It didn't have enough oomph to get itself there. And I don't know if that's a result of the extra traction on the tires bogging the motor down more or what, but it, uh, there were a couple things going on there. That motor, it also, and in some of the videos you can hear it, that I have at least, uh, and Curtis was really concerned about it like the first day when we were it sounded like something awful, like trying to grenade itself somewhere in my drivetrain, and I guarantee you it's that motor. There's something going on with it that makes a very strange, like, high-pitched uh, tapping sound, and I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's, um, it's a piston skirt debating whether or not it wants to leave the chat. No, it didn't sound like that. I don't know what it was. It, it was very weird. I'll have to I find just had to video throw and send it to you. I had to throw a random four-liter thing that I've blown up at you. That's all that was. <laughs> I mean, I don't uh, know. It's an unknown motor. Uh, it has acorns in the... Uh, or, not acorns, but, like, plant seeds that a squirrel or a mouse would eat, uh, filling the the coolant jackets. So, um, there's a couple <laughs> little quirks to it. It's fine. Those yeah. will go through the water pump, become mulch, and then like they'll help to flow to wherever you need them. So you yeah. won't have any coolant leaks. It'll be yeah, great. It's built-in stop leak, you know? It's built-in stop leak. Yeah. I'll find them all in my uh, uh, heater core. <laughs> you just look at all like, your freeze plugs and they're all dented from the inside. <laughs> A popcorn going off inside. <laughs> yeah, and like Back to the topic of rev limiter this weekend, I found myself using first gear and second gear more than I was using third, which was weird, but I don't know. That's it kept a, oh no, you have the four to one, so you would be using higher gears more often. Never mind. Yep. Um, it kept trying to stall out on me whenever I would feed it third and feed it the beans like at Slab Rock. It just did not. It was like, no, go fuck yourself and have a shitty day. Mm. It was not about that. Well, see, with uh, with 60 horsepower, first gear is pretty much all I got. If I put it in second, I can get like a run up a hill, but there's no way if I like don't have a run up, I can do anything with second gear. How many transfer cases do you have in that thing? You need to add another one. Just one. Oh, there's your problem. Well, he's yeah. got six, five to one. So, like, yeah. Well, it could be ten 12, billion to one. To one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not very well versed in the samurai world. I know that they're divorced. Yeah. But with them being divorced, and don't talk about his parents like that. That's fucked up, dude. Damn. Talking about transfer cases here, Cody. Come on, get on your fucking shit today. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. Um, 
I don't know what the sauce is for that. Like, can you actually put a doubler in them, or are you kind of SOL on that? Like, I mean, there's ways to do it. It's basically... So Jay and his brother, they used to do this kind of stuff with samurai stuff all the time, but essentially to do it, you have to put the front case like kind of vertical, and then your output obviously comes out of the rear case. And so like to do that, you got to have like big hole in the floor and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if you, and, and that's just, if you're sticking to like your normal samurai case, like a lot of guys that are doing like the one sixes, they'll do the auto with like a track kick kind of doubler. So you can actually buy a doubler to take cause the sidekick and tracker cases are like integral to the transmission, but you can get doublers that put a Sammy case behind that, or you can just do a divorce case behind that and clock it. But, um, yeah, I just haven't even really gotten into that yet. I only had 410 gears in the axles before, so going to 488s was a big jump. And I, you can go deeper. Uh, the pinion starts to get super small when you get to the 529s and the 571s. So I don't know. I just haven't really explored it yet. I mean, I felt like first gear was, I mean, I was using all of it, but I didn't feel like it was too big of a deal. I think if it was a little bit more wet, it might have been a problem but we'll just kind of have to see how it goes from here you know what the other solution is angry squirrels yep and a little bit of forced induction yeah so i actually have a turbo sitting at the shop that i was tossing around throwing on there um and i was thinking about doing a propane kit as well so we'll just have to see uh what all i can come up with but like I said, I already kind of started another project. So oh, we'll do tell if you want to give us the sauce. Oh, yeah. Uh, so before I got the Samurai back, I was like pretty much planning on coming down to the Web Wheelers Ball no matter what. But I wasn't bringing my Amigo because I knew it wouldn't perform how I wanted. So I was uh, searching the old interwebs and I ended up picking up mm -hmm. an 85 Forerunner. Ooh. So it's... 85 Forerunner, 22 RE, uh, yeah. dual cases, um, Toyota axles. So it has four tens in it, but then with dual cases, I'm trying to put a set of four seven gears in the rear case. So it'll be two two eight four seven, and then those combined basically it gets me to like 173 to one crawl ratio. That'll be exciting. I know that I've seen pictures exciting. of it. Exciting? But... He's going to be moving one mile an hour. He's going to bore the rocks. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> 10,000 RPM, four miles an hour. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the fifth gear clutch dumps will be cool. Yeah, better have them RCVs. God damn. <laughs> I got long nerve. fields in the front of that one right now, so. Long fields? Yeah, it's a brand of chromolys for toyotas for those that oh, are cool. okay. well versed in it all right yeah you're gonna have to explain that one because oh, uh, so, i speak 60 oh yeah so uh so like regular toyota axle shafts i don't know if you guys have seen them but they act more like a a cv axle there's no u-joints obviously because they're a closed knuckle system um am i like the first toyota guy that's been on here uh well Brendan Trump is supposed to come on soon, That'd be but rad. we got to figure out how to make that work. Yeah. 
but he can probably explain it better than me. But it essentially is more like a like a CV joint that you would see in like a, a car axle, to where it has the axle shaft coming in, and then it has an inner cage, and then steel balls that ride inside that inner cage, and then the outer yeah. dirt field is the outer cage. So yeah, and they're a pain in the ass to change. They the, are a bitch to um, change because you got to get in there, but. You can't get one, in there. That C-clip is like a... Uh, it may depend, but... Yeah. I've The only ones I've worked on, the only Burfields I've worked on, had a square clip, not a round yeah. clip. Right. I don't know if they're supposed to be square or they're supposed to be round, but it was... That just uh, depends on years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, the only way to take it out, um, or at least the only way our caveman ass figured out how to take it out was to put it in the 50-ton press and press it till it popped. <laughs> uh, which is about uh, 25 tons. Uh, and it just cookie cuts it like perfect shape of the splides. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so, like, normal stock Toyota axle shafts, they're Burfield joints, which are supposedly equal as strong angles as they are straight, which is where U joints aren't, because the U joints only at its strongest point when it's straight. As soon as it's turned, it loses strength. Regardless, the stock axle shafts are 30 spline on the in, on the carrier side. They're 27 spline at the burr field and then 30 spline on the outside. And so um, long field is, I don't know who owns them anymore, but regardless, they're 30, 30, and 30, but they're also chromoly. So it's still... A normal style burr field, but it's all chromoly and hardened parts. And then the RCVs are essentially it, the same thing. So, like a burr field in a stock Toyota is the same general concept as an RCV that you would put in any of your Dana axles. So, Toyota was doing that long before RCV even existed. Yep. Okay. Ahead of their time. Yeah. So, but Longfield is just a brand of chrome ollies, and that's like this. This the steps are like stock shafts, long fields. You, there's other options you can do in between there, but then RCVs would be pretty high up. So, but I have long fields in this Forerunner right now, so we'll see how those hold up. Um, and then it has a full float rear shaft kit that's thirty spline inner and outer. It runs drive flanges on the rear. Um, just like you would on the front. I'm running locking hubs on the front because I'm going to use that as the fuse. And then it's just a Spartan locker in the front and a welded diff in the back. Leaf sprung all the way around, hydro assist. So that's going to be my my winter project. It needs some love. It needs wiring love. It needs plumbing love. I just finished rebuilding the front axle. Uh, i got to go onto the rear axle now. But I was slamming on it to get it ready to come down to the web wheeler's ball. But then the samurai came back, and I was like, "Well, guess I'll work on this thing for a few weeks instead." I mean, I respect that. Are we gonna see it next year? Hopefully, maybe both. I might throw no, my that wife. Would just be weird. <laughs> I might throw my wife in the samurai. I mean, that'll be cool. Yeah. Or you Dude. could sell the samurai to Cody, and Cody could be cool. <laughs> Nah, we, I don't know. I want to. I want to go away from full body vehicle. Oh, relax. Think, oh yeah, take it easy, cowboy. Yeah, 
Why? What happened? Learn how, learn how to crawl before you start running there. I got a fucking yeah, crawl. Shut maybe, up. Maybe you so. got 35s. I don't want to hear Oh my god, my tires. Oh my god, I don't know how to wheel because I have no tires. Oh, you're corner. right. OEM. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> That's Man, crazy. That was the Wrong grenade I could throw in there. 44. Wrong. My 44 from when I was Put wearing some fucking respect on the name. God, <laughs> Lee. It's a cool uh, ass axle. Give it that. You hear that, everybody? By the way, if you're on anything small in 37s, you don't know how to wheel. So I'm take not, everything you know. Just I'm just saying, out there. you're wheeling on stock things and you're trying to jump to a buggy. I. You can do that. Don't hold get me on. Wrong, let me. Like, hold on. Wait, wait. I'm just looking for something really quick. Uh, I was looking for who the fuck ass Graham. Nobody gives a fuck <laughs> about your opinion, boy. You make realistic life decisions like a financial no, no, planner no. would. You're like, right. I'll I'll just, I'm, I can be the your... XJ the next time I go wheeling, and then it'll I'll, be like, I'll oh, be... well, should have had a cage. Should have had a <laughs> fucking. Should have had something else. Well, you can put a very basic cage in a no. turkey, and you won't die. No. Uh, it's very straightforward. Uh, Bro, I'm not really the only looking purpose. for bridges to jump off every night. All right, don't worry about me dying. <laughs> oh, we can get you a parachute for the bridge jumping. That's a thing. Um, oh, the, oh, we were thinking. Par oh, <laughs> by the way, I'm just kidding. We're talking about cages. I'm, no, shut the fuck we're up, Graham. Trying to not die. Graham, shut up. I'm actually fine. Please, people who are listening, don't worry. Okay, <laughs> just clarifying. <laughs> Please, I am kidding. Just had to put that yeah, out there, little PSA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard shit. ratchet straps work. Bungee cord on the belt loop. Yeah, dude, we'll uh, just have to borrow Billy's his 3,300-pound ones that hold down his 6,000-pound vehicle. Those things are strong as hell. Leave <laughs> Billy alone, although he'll, he'll, he'll run four straps now. We got enough shit for that. I know. <laughs> Poor we Billy. hope so. Poor Billy. I, I went over to Becca, and I'm like, please, 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 after this event, please convince him to start strapping his shit down for She's like, yeah, sure, I'll try, but it probably won't happen. I'm like, all right, well, it was worth the effort. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh, Jake, please tell me that you got to experience the Billy experience. No, I pretty much missed out on the whole thing. I mean, I saw some videos, but... The Billy experience is an experience. That's, uh... Yeah, the steering box stuff sucked for him. Uh, but he's a blast to wheel with. That thing is just so dumb, but, like, surprisingly capable. And I don't think... Did, oh, I guess we did that one night ride when we went to Chadillac, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely mean, didn't see it uh, driving as much as I would have liked uh, with the with the front locker, the sixty or the front welded or spool or whatever, the sixty and the forties. Um, like it's it's still a school bus, but it actually has parts that any buggy or like decent rig would have, and. Uh, does does things with a it's hilarious big power plant so it i wouldn't call a 5.4 a big power plant hey it's, it's a power plant one point four it's it's like if you combined a samurai motor with a 4.0 and added an extra 0.1 liter somewhere so just and put it, way more spark plugs in it yeah exactly it probably also makes double the power of that combo exactly so we're talking about a big power plant here Big old five four <laughs> running around owning the trails. He was talking to me about like I should consider putting a five four in the XJ as a joke, no, and no. I'm like, oh god, no, that's not happening. I'll put the five zero in the XJ. I won't put a fucking nope. That the rest of that is not happening. 
Um, yeah, you just put a six liter in. It'd be a smart. Fucking power stroke would be hilarious in that thing. No, I was thinking GM six liter. God, what do you, what do you yeah, want? The, on, the only oh, option, hell. and hopefully Jacob will listen to this one, is uh, a Detroit, uh, one of the one of the car sized Detroit diesels. That would be hilarious. Um, Two stroke diesel the whole way. I had considered temporarily an OM six one seven, but then I talked myself out of that because that's silly. Yeah, that's, my little that's not. That's a sidestep. You lose a cylinder. You get a different fuel. Uh, I'm sure you can probably hop them up a little bit, but that's money. My little five O will be just fine. Yep. It'll be happy go lucky. Cute. They're small. It's small. They're happy. very tiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm at on that. I'm excited to see that rig coming out. And, um, you know, we got a couple more minutes here, Jake. So you want to talk to us about the mini truck stuff? Because that shit's cool as fuck. It's just weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, I don't know why, but I've always been obsessed with... Uh, mini trucks that are as close to the ground as possible. So I've built a handful of them. Uh, the one I have now is a conglomeration of S10 parts, but it's titled as a 99 S10. You guys can probably see it on my Instagram, but uh, it's back halved. Uh, it's a, I guess it's technically a five link rear. Uh, it's airbagged all the way around. Um, it's just a four cylinder with an auto and it's shaved the beds fully built and did all the sheet metal work in that. Uh, it's custom painted. It's got graphics. Um, I, I need to see this thing. I got to go look up on the Instagram. Yeah, it's on there. It hasn't been out in a little bit, but it's on there. Uh, that's, that's my other thing is I like airbagged slam stuff as well. So it's a body jobs. No, it's not. Lame. So, Come on. Yeah. Gotta let that bitch lay fucking frame, dude. And then have the body laying frame, crushing credit cards and shit. Come dude, on. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big boy. I don't fit too well in body drop trucks. Uh, buddy might had an S10, and it actually really wasn't that bad. It all just depends um, on how you do it. If you do a traditional body drop where you're cutting the floor out, but if you do a stock floor body drop, which is where you build a new center section of the chassis that's slimmer, it just depends on how you do it. Fuck, oh, yeah. I totally forgot you were there for the 5 a.m. keyhole shit. I wasn't. That, was, that wasn't 5 a.m.? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was 4 a.m. But how much does that really matter? It doesn't. We were starting to <laughs> see the sun come up when we went in. Jesus. Yeah, that thing walked right up keyhole. What, the samurai? Yeah, the samurai. I went Not to go and look at truck. more pictures of the oh, mini yeah. truck, and <laughs> yeah, it, it did. It did pretty good on the like hugging tight towards that tree. So I don't know. I don't know why it worked very well there, but it did. That's I think Sam... it's because both my front and rear tires were on the rock face at the same time because it's short. <laughs> yeah, you get the cheater bonus there. Yeah, dude, that. That uh, S10, though, is just fucking low. Yeah, the, the frame's on the ground. I had to do a bunch of work to get it on the ground. Like, 
had to make a different carrier bearing cross member, do a bunch of modifications to the transmission cross member. The front cross member has been cut and shortened and plated. So, does yeah, it have a four was, cylinder? Yeah, it's a two. Ah, that so that makes sense. So you can yep. actually fit the wheels inside the uh, the engine bay. Oh yeah, it's tight. Yeah, it's super tight. Because I was uh, one one of my friends. He used to have a uh, a lime green mini truck S10. And I remember the first time he opened the engine bay, I'm just like, what the actual fuck? Like, if honestly, if he could go any lower, the wheels would have been through the hood. Like, it was it was just wicked cool. But there was so little room that yeah. I was thinking that you probably wouldn't be able to do it with the V6 that no, they you have. Can. You can do them. You yeah. just have to move everything. Like, mm -hmm. the only reason I have a shorter tire on the front is because I wanted to maintain, like, the heater box and the air conditioning. So... Even that had to be modified, but you have to move everything. Like battery can't be in there at all. You got to move your computer. You got to rewire everything in the engine bay to move everything around. But yeah, I built that one a couple years ago. Uh, that one's definitely not going anywhere. I've built a few other mini trucks since then, but I got a '63 Biscayne four-door Chevy Biscayne that's bagged right now. That probably gonna end up selling but it's been a cool one too so yeah i, I dabble in a little bit of everything oh yeah that's fucking awesome i honestly i want to build a c10 like a 68 c10 so bad and literally just get it to so uh, does everyone and their mother yeah but like i don't know dude something hey, about just fine, laying buddy. frame and doing nasty burnouts sounds sick to me yeah so and then, no no everybody wants a chevelle Ooh, everybody wants a 72 chevelle fuck no chevelle. that's just a thing around uh no, no Chevelle is so sought after across a whole entire fucking state, part of me country. Um, I don't know, they just don't do it for me. Like, something unique and I different. I like the wacky, weird, like, stuff you wouldn't think about as a cool car, but, like, ten years from now, they'd be a cool car, right? Stuff that's old that people haven't really caught, the rich people haven't caught on to yet. Like uh, the Marauders. I have a soft spot for Marauders. Ooh, Ford Cougars are pretty cool, too. Yeah, it's like the weird ones. Here. Like you think of the weird yeah. fucking cars that are really fucking cool, but nobody thinks about. Like, mm, so yeah, they need to consider Pontiac Le Mans. Kind of looks mm -hmm. like a GTO, yeah. but not a GTO. That's I actually I owned one for a little bit, but then it, it fizzled away because like money and things. <laughs> oh, Jake, with all that work that you did, it's super clean. Is that a result of the um, like day job stuff you do? Because that. Yeah. Remind me what that was again. So at the time that I built that truck, um, I guess we'll go back a little bit to get a better understanding, I guess. Um, I went to a school called Wyotech that was in Blairsville, Pennsylvania for a while. Um, they're now closed, but there's a couple other locations that are still open. But I basically went to college, quote unquote, for... Um, the classes I took were street rod and custom fabrication. And then I did body work and refinishing. And then I did chassis fabrication. So I kind of like dove right into the custom car world. And then right out of there, I was working at a shop in Pittsburgh, um, building a couple cars for SEMA, did a couple there, went to another shop that was one of those all around shops that, that did wheels, tires, powder coating, body work, fabrication, lift kits. And I kind of got, a ton of experience working there and that's where i built that truck so that truck was all built by me there and at my shop uh it was painted there i did all the body work on it 
And then now I work at a sheet metal fab shop that pretty much all we do is we build inner fenders and bed tubs and firewall shave parts for lowered and bagged Chevy trucks from 55 to 98. So oh, yeah. all the generations, but basically we do handmade TIG welded, bead rolled uh, bed tubs. The shop is called Heart Fab, H A R T Fab. That's sick. Oh. That's a really so, cool job. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. We sell all of our parts online. Um, it's nice because I just build them and then we ship them. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. I'm learning more and more about sheet metal fabrication. I had a pretty good basis before from some of the other projects and the other SEMA vehicles that I was involved in at the time, but this has been really, I started there eh, about a year and a half ago and I've been, it's been a, a nice push to take my sheet metal and fabrication skills to the level that I want them to be at. So you want to build some floor pans in my ship box? Yeah. Send it up. Dude. Damn, where Graham's not good <laughs> enough, dude. Shit. Ah, I'm just throwing some fucking, shade yeah. he said what you should so, wobbly, so that's dude. interesting to me because sheet metal work is uh, a totally different beast in my opinion from everything else uh like it is welding wise um what do you think is like something that you've picked up that you don't think you would have picked up in a in a home shop environment uh anything sheet metal i take weld at this Makes point sense. um more control, uh, a little bit slower process, but I mean, it's the same as anything else. Sheet metal is just a totally different animal compared to the heavier stuff. You can't run a solid bead on it or anything. If you're doing MIG welding, you got to run tack beads. Mm -hmm. um, but I pretty much TIG weld everything sheet metal wise nowadays. I mean, that's what I do every day. So. Well, good thing I got a TIG welder. I really want to try it for some of the sheet metal stuff. Because I, I don't do a ton of it, but I, when I do it, I get in the groove, and it's usually way too much of a project. Like, uh, And then I always end up pick up something, picking up something here or there and learning. The biggest thing with like TIG welding sheet metal is the panel fitment. Like, yep. You can't have any gap. That's It's got to be touching. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and... The nice thing about TIG welding is it is more forgiving. It does You can move it after the fact. That's why we do it. So everything that we build is just out of 18 gauge. And uh, if you look on the Art Fab Instagram or whatever, you can kind of see. But all of our edges, we run them through the bead roller. So there's no sharp corners. It's all rolled corners. Mm -hmm. um, so we're running them through the bead roller, like half and half radius, and then meeting them in the middle. And... Uh, the the panel fitment is more crucial than anything, but I'm running usually in the low 70s amperage wise. So if that tells you anything, damn. So, but everything we do is is pretty much butt welds. So you know, no backing, no nothing. But it lets us move the metal after the fact um, and get them a lot straighter and smoother for the end customer that's installing the parts. So. Makes sense Sweet. to me. Yep. So right. we're... Go ahead, Cody. I was going to ask what the damn tire question. Fuck, trying to move along so fucking fast. Um, all right, so what 
from your opinion, what's the uh, best on-road tire for off-road use, and what's the worst? Man, that just depends on where you're wheeling. Or I mean, uh, for Pennsylvania, your... for Western Pennsylvania area wheeling, what are your favorite tires? I don't know. I'm kind of partial to these Coopers, but maybe that's because I got them cheap. But I know that Jay and Gage Kemmer both love them too, and my buddy Jared also loved them. So I guess I'll say Cooper STTs, but none of us drive our stuff on the road, so I don't know how they are on the road. No, we don't care about all that. We don't. We just. I'm just saying, like a non-sticky tire for off-road use. I mean, I've had I've had a lot of them. I've had. I had MTRs. I've had the Falcon Wild Peak MTs for a while. I had a freaking a set of pellets um, back when they were cheap. And then uh, I had trail grapplers, but I never got to wheel with those ones. Unfortunately, those were the ones on my buggy that I was building. And then, yeah, so far, I think out of all of those, I'm going to go with the Coopers. And that's just from this past trip to Good Evening. I was very impressed. Oh yeah, what's the yeah. worst? The worst tire? Mm, what is the worst tire? I don't know because when we had <laughs> I want to say Pats, but when we had the Pats, um they were on my wife's TJ that we were wheeling at the time and it seemed to work really well. But I would also have to say I had a set of Irox too that were not my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck Irox. I can, I can, I feel that. I feel that. Now it is polarizing, though. Most people say Patagonies are the worst, and you just said you liked them. I didn't say I liked them. I said said they were pretty good. But I've also seen them not work for other people. So I don't know Mm. if something changed because this was a few years ago. Whenever we had them on my wife's TJ, so I don't know. Well, there's a new revision. There's more new revisions on that tire than there are iPhones coming out every year. Right, right, yeah. uh, You know, it's hard to get a gauge on which set you have. Um, Right? They were. I was talking to somebody. They said they had new ones for um, Ultimate Adventure this year. They had the newer one. Uh, Right. Like more sidewall ply because I guess I know that's a weak point on them. Right. Tread still looks just as the same and shitty as always but maybe the compound's different who fucking knows Uh, yeah who knows yeah when we had them it was a couple years ago we never really had that many complaints about them um my wife was daily driving our wheeler at the time so you know she never had any complaints about them but then craig had those on his yj and he couldn't stand them because he would get stuck just sitting still so you know i think it's just all up to what you're putting them on and the way that you wheel as well. That's a good point. I mean, we're going to be potentially chatting with somebody who just went on the UA here in a few. Actually, how is that going to work now that I'm thinking about that? How much can he say since we're going to have to let it air? We're going to have to let it air. What? Yeah. Let what air? UA. Yeah, we're gonna, oh, so you're saying okay? You could have just said we're gonna wait for the episode to release, but letting it yeah. air, I guess, is the same thing. It just took a little bit to get there. Um, but uh, but okay, I, was, Anyways, I didn't know what he meant either. Cody, yeah, like, you had we're gonna let it air. What you said makes sense, Luke. I just yeah. didn't click in my fucking tiny brain. No, I meant like we're gonna have to let the episodes air because you know, yeah, well, those can't probably, talk when, about those it. Usually, to like, yeah. A while. Uh, so that is sucks. 
Um, we'll, have, we'll let him. I mean, if he didn't sign an NDA, we're good to go. We can fucking air it, whatever, and they can eat shit. But, um. Don't I mean, say that. No, but I'm saying if, if there's no paperwork, then there's no paperwork. We could chat about it. Either way, I'm kind of excited. If you're saying that, you know, there's some new revisions, Graham, might be kind of cool. If people, like, if the group consensus was that the new. Black labels, I think, is what they call them. I don't know. I saw from some of the Instagram clips, they were bouncing pretty hard up Chadillac, and that's a first gear, put your yeah. foot lightly on the pedal and walk up it with a red label. So I don't know if I'm convinced that they changed them that much. I think there's other things wrong. You can... The sidewall is the first step, right? Because right. if your sidewall isn't weak as shit, then you can just hammer on it and not have to worry about slamming a sidewall into a rock weird and instantly blowing out all your air uh, and ruining a tire. But I, I think there's more issues with that tire. But I could be wrong. But I ain't one to uh, uh, believe it till I see it. And I've only seen negative things for those things. Unless you're getting paid by them. So... <laughs> Well, I wasn't getting paid by him, but uh, <laughs> are we I, sure? I really are, think... are you are you a sleeper agent? For... <laughs> yeah. Are you wearing yeah, a fire? Testing. Yeah, somebody pat this guy down. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice, huh? What's your serial but, uh, number and where's your badge? <laughs> yeah. Are birds I real? <laughs> I think a lot of it really just depends on what you're putting them on. Like we were putting them on a pretty lightweight TJ, and mm. it seemed to work really well. I mean. We wheeled it pretty hard at Roush. We wheeled it at AOAA. Uh, but I really think it just, there's so many factors that are going to change that it's not like a consistent review. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, I feel like a heavier rig would, uh, I can't say that because it's hard to, it's hard to, a lighter rig would probably put less stress on the tire. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Me either. Guess we'll have I'm to see what you guys say. Yep. Yep. I'm really bad at math and I can't read. But uh, on that note, Jake, do you have any questions for us? Cody, when are we going to see your uh, your rig down at Good Evening? Uh, if if the cards yeah. fit, never, technically. <laughs> Tech? I mean, if, if uh, all things fucking buffer. <laughs> <laughs> well, realistically, no. Uh, I don't think I will be continuing to go along with my current rig. That is, like, my genuine, honest answer. But most likely next Web Wheeler's Ball, I don't really see us having a good excuse to go out that, like, that way during, like, the midseason. Unless y'all are doing something cool that involves strippers. Um, which we could probably make happen. But, um... But realistically, I don't know if my rig, my current rig, will be down there. Spoilers, we're buying a smart car, cutting the top off, and putting it on Toyota axles. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I've <laughs> always been talking about, like, how sick would it be? Go get, it like, a nasty track hawk, and then set it on a set of tons and just raising the fuck out of it. I feel like that'd be so sick. No, I'm talking smart car. No, that's that's lame. No, no, no. You, you, track you missed the part? How did you get track hawk from smart car? Because it's a shitty, like, just normal daily driver. Same thing with a track hawk. A smart car isn't a shitty daily driver. It's an uh, eco-friendly uh, commuter vehicle that is very Yawn. Cool. Yawn. Oh, and God. You can I'm pay them like the little, ty little tykes cars. No, I'd we hardly spin that shit. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> you and your, your juggalo fucking paint jobs. Juggalo. Harlequin? What was the other one? No, I thought it was 
Harley Harley Quinn. I think it's actually pronounced different because it's spelled different. But uh, that well, was Harley the Quinn is a, is a character from Batman. Harlequin is a, a thank a you jester thing. So oh, I think yeah, the I think clown of the king's castle. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. No, the genuinely though, I think you. I think it's Harlequin, not Harley Quinn. Like, um, like the current DC character. Um, but yeah, that is that is uh, you know maybe shit will happen and it will be there. But like, I mean, shit would really have to happen. But if if I have anything to do with it, it won't be my current. We'll, we'll just build a tube square and put axes under it. Something about just lighting it on fire and watching it burn and then texting the ex saying, hey, your Jeep keeps me warm. Just, you know, that really tickles the fancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better take that 44 out and give it back to me. I want it. Oh, yeah. No, no. It'll just be the, the body. Shell, okay. That's it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything else will get scrapped off. But uh, but I actually do have one final question for you. Oh, boy. Anthony says he's a better wheeler. Is that true? He says that you like downright suck and you have to listen to spotters. And like he said, like he's just so much smarter. I don't feel like Anthony would be the one to say you just downright suck, but uh, I'll play. He did, man. I mean, I got the quote written right down here. It was said on, you know, September 2nd at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's right here, right on my, right on my hand. We're going to need to see a picture evidence of this. (laughs) I don't know if I really have an answer for that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I tell you what, I will give Jake this one little morsel of uh, praise here. If Jake tells me to cut the tires driver and hit it with my purse, I'm going to ask first or second gear and we're going to see if I can get valve float going on. If Anthony tells me to do that, I'm doing the polar opposite. We're going to cut it hard fucking passenger and try and crawl it. Anthony's even paying attention to you while you're trying to drive. Sometimes. <laughs> he not for me. <laughs> uh, well, he was the first stuff. one to ask for a strap, though, when I was rolling over. That was kind of funny. <laughs> strap, as it's already on its fucking roof. Every time you roll or destroy your shit, I'm always somewhere else. So I think we should probably try and stick together at some point. <laughs> well, I tell you what's happening because I miss you laying it on its side in Honey Hole as well. Yeah, well, that was. Uh... I tried to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, you came close. <laughs> I'm still counting that as a flop. Fuck you. No, it um, wasn't a flop. You drove out of it. Doesn't fucking count. The passenger door. That was... doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Cody driving on the fucking driver's side isn't a flop. He's basically on the side. The weight's not on the other rock. I mean, if I stuck my dick out the window, I would have touched the ground, and that's saying something. Yeah, but that's not a flop. Mm, Two tires off the ground, dick touching ground. No, that's Ah, not a flop. The body damage says otherwise. If you are (laughs) flopping, you are turning the key off and crawling out of the passenger or driver window. And or you're just it. sitting in it and waiting for someone to push you over. Or that, yes. Or you get out, try to get back in the side that's on the ground when everybody's picking it back up, being told that's a <laughs> dumb idea. And then you climb in the other side while it's half turned up while everybody's like holding it there. It's very odd. Uh, and yeah, it's... Yeah. Probably should have just stayed in it. Yeah, you definitely should have stayed in it and drive out of it. That would have been cooler. Easy, easier said than done, my dude. And that... And that 
I watched the videos because I was thinking that after the fact, but it wouldn't have happened. The way it was no. set up, mounted no. to those rocks, right. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have done it. It would just drag body. You're absolutely right. But or destroy giving you shit more. <laughs> exactly. Um you know, and Jake, uh one time use ticket, but for next Web Wheelers ball, you uh you can go and hang out. Uh, excuse me. When Curtis decides that he's done wheeling with a group, you keep things moving enough so that he won't get like anal and start crying. <laughs> so just meet up with us right about the time that the big group stops somewhere. Yep. We generally split off. So like, yeah, do that. It'll be great. You'll get to see some form of a flop if Graham's not in the big group. Because <laughs> then again, Graham is uh, one of those people where he needs to have an audience for his flop. He can't like flop quietly <laughs> off to the side. It's got to be right there, center stage. Well, it's usually because that's what I get. Uh, there's, there's there's more pressure involved when that happens, and then I I'm a little off my game, so I get a little sloppier. <laughs> <laughs> a little <laughs> sloppier. <laughs> I, I lose some of my uh, my driving skill when I've got about 30 people watching me. Every time you've flopped it pretty well, it's been a good eve. No, you did it at Roush 2, didn't you? Yeah, I might have been able to drive out of that one, but I would had never been in that sort of situation before and was like, eh. When uh, are you guys trying to go to Roush again, Luke? I know it's pretty uh, pretty far for you these days, but... Uh, Roush, whenever I get the phone call... Honestly, we could do Roush on like a weekend trip. Six hours really ain't shit. Have you so, guys I mean, been to AOA yet? No, we have not. We've been told it's kind of hit or miss, where it's kind of boring, but then some lines that are just fucking impossible. So we've kind of stayed away, especially when we do it for like the Web Wheelers Ball, because right. if we'd rather go to a property that we know is badass before we just take a chance. But right. I mean, I'm not against trying it. I think it'd be a fun time. Yeah. So the only times I've been there, we've been on 35s or had a group that didn't want to try harder stuff. Uh, but I remember seeing a bunch of potential, so I think that I'd like to hit it up again. I know I've been talking to Craig, and he wants to go there as well. Maybe not this year, but maybe early next year. Just because they have a really nice camp facility, too. They got you know a nice area, and uh, it's not as expensive as Roush, so that was kind of our thing where we were thinking about going back down there again. Hey, I mean, you know, let us know. Maybe we could try yeah. to make something work because I mean, really, six hours is not that bad. Yeah, I mean, that's so. only uh, like an hour more than we're driving. So yeah, so definitely let us know. Maybe we can all the way across Pennsylvania. Out. Hell yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Well, alrighty. I mean, I think we're kind of wrapping up here. Uh, Luke's muted, so I guess I'll do the outro. Oh, you uh, have better uh, uh, outro bullet points than Luke does? Pretty much. Luke's are always off the wall. If, no you're gonna, sense. if you're gonna get drunk, let your friends drive your rig and beat it themselves. And if you're gonna have a samurai, make sure to get that cage looking nice to keep the shape nice. And have yep. a good night.